0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Adam. Adam, how's it going? It's going. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. It's just the two of us tonight. It is?
1: It is. Nobody is here is, with us?
0: No, not that I'm aware. Know. This uh, is the first in what could be a new series of uh, Mouse and More quick clips. Or perhaps Mouse and More Adam interviews. Uh, we're not really sure where this is going, but uh, we're going to give it a shot. So, uh, Adam, what are we talking about tonight?
1: Well, recently, Tony, Cheryl, his wife, and the two children came back from Walt Disney World. So I wanted to ask him some you know, simple, easy questions about his trip. I'm not going to ask him detailed because... You know, we all know he was eating Mickey bars all day, but I really just wanted to ask him certain things that would be different based on the fact that he went there during the time of uh, coronavirus. So I think this way, if you're thinking about going in the near future, this will hopefully help you figure that out.
0: Well, I will tell you, Senator, uh, before we begin the proceedings, that I uh, I did have three Mickey bars over the course of four days. It was not as many as I wanted to have, but, uh, you know, it is what it is.
1: That's it? Only three? That's it. Only three. I thought you were there for longer than four days, but I must be thinking of something else. It was
0: four full days, and then we left very early at like 7 a.m. on the on the final day, on day gotcha. five.
1: All right. So I wanted to ask, what was your favorite meal?
0: Uh, we actually ate at Frontera Cucina. In Disney Springs, I had a friend in the area uh, with his family and uh, we met there for dinner. Normally, I've eaten there from the takeout counter, um, but uh, we went inside and had a very nice socially distant meal. And uh, it was it was actually very good. It was pricey. You know, it's not the price point I'm usually uh, spending for a, a sit-down service for the family, unless it's a character meal. But uh, the food was, was very good. And you ate inside? We did.
1: Have you been eating inside at all at home? We, we at restaurants, I mean, no, not, yeah, not at your own house. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I figured, yeah, we eat in the carport. Uh, no, uh, we have been uh, doing to-go mainly. Uh, we have not really dined inside over the past eight months.
1: Okay. Not this skip ahead, but did you eat outside? Did you do like any table service outside?
0: Tables at, at uh, in the park? Disney, yeah. No, we were doing mobile order with the uh, quick service locations.
1: Okay, all right. So we we ate
0: outside for that. But I I, I will say, as far as you know, dining indoors, uh, Disney is doing a very good job of spacing out tables. Um, we were a party of eight. We were in a corner by ourselves. Um, The next table was maybe 10 feet from us and, uh, you know, no menus. Everything is QR codes. They don't even give you paper menus. You know, everybody takes their cell phone out. That's a little tough because, you know, I'm a paper guy. My eyesight, I'm 53. My eyes are going. So wait, what? I know. I, I know I look younger. It's tough to read a menu on a cell phone. You know, I like to look at a menu and see all of my options. I like to see the appetizers, the entrees, you know, all in one field of vision. It's a little tough to scroll and, oh, hey, that looks good. Well, maybe I'll get that and let me scroll up a bit and see what they have. And, you know, that, that that's the only downside to not having menus. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure menus, menus will return at some point. All right. So least favorite meal then least favorite meal I purchased a footlong hot dog uh, since Casey's wasn't open I purchased a footlong hot dog from cosmic rays I don't know it it just it wasn't good the bun was a little stale the bun the the, the bun split down the you know down the middle so essentially it was a two-sided uh, bun the bun was not connected. Uh, which made eating the hot dog a little difficult. I don't know. I I miss the ambiance of Casey's. You know, having a hot dog anywhere else in the Magic Kingdom except at Casey's is kind of uh, a travesty.
1: It's unfortunate that that Casey's isn't open because it's, you know, it's a takeout window. Well, not window, but you go inside and you bring it outside. There generally is a lot of outside tables nearby there. I know they were doing construction work in that area because they are putting in a more permanent like bypass yeah that's
0: that's that's all been completed for like two months now
1: so then it doesn't really matter that it was closed because it was open so it's just odd that they wouldn't open that especially since it's quick food that they can easily put out there
0: I, i think the main problem with casey's is it is wedged into you know, the location that it is, you've got four ordering lines, you know, it's not socially distanced. Well, uh, the seating section indoors is actually right now being used by the store. They've actually taken over some of the floor space to put floor displays uh, for merchandise. So, you know, I, I, I just don't think it's feasible to open under the the socially distance guidelines that they need to follow. But then again, if they're doing it by mobile order, what's the difference?
1: I understand what you're saying. It's it's a it can be a pinch point. Speaking of pinch points, I wanted to know if there's any areas there where you were that were crowded and not so crowded. And I'm more referring to like was it really crowded because of the social distancing and how it might be a pinch point, and a narrow walkway and and uh, like for instance I can think of where the Rapunzel uh, tangled bathrooms are and that always seems to be a pinch point and um so i'm wondering was there any other or maybe it was there or somewhere else where it was surprisingly very crowded and surprisingly not so crowded and you were able to space yourself out
0: i will say that i was very impressed with the spacing overall you know lines are managed very well they're they're maintaining social distancing they're keeping the spacing the problem is in general walkways You know, you're reminded to give a six foot buffer, but it's not. And I find myself doing this, too. You know, if there's somebody walking in front of you, you're two or three feet behind them. You know, I'm not necessarily making sure that I'm six feet behind somebody. So just walking, you know, walking through Frontierland, you know, there's people coming in all directions. There's there's queues, you know, the Haunted Mansion queue extended almost all the way back to the Tom Sawyer rafts. uh, And that is after and that is after also going through the steamboat queue and the area behind the haunted mansion queue that down below so the queues were very long and you know when you when you've got people in a in what was formerly a walkway and then you've got people also walking in that walkway and then they've got the the liberty market seating that they put in so there's less walkway you know it does get very I don't want to say congested because it it flowed and it moved. So there was no standstill. But spacing is very tough to maintain, specifically to your Concern in the tangled area, you know, that's tough because you've got the tangled restrooms, you've got uh, Small World, and then you've got Peter Pan. The Small World queue extends back into the restroom area for Tangled. Peter Pan is actually extending down and into Columbia Harbor House now. Since Columbia Harbor House is not open, they are using the inside of the restaurant to extend the queue. So the Peter Pan queue goes all the way down alongside the building in the alleyway back out, and then down towards Columbia Harbor House. Wow. Uh, yeah, one, one area I was specifically impressed with when they we were there was the World Showcase in Epcot. You know, I, I think that the size of the walkways made it very easy to... Pay more attention to social distancing while walking. That is not the case when you enter Epcot because they've got so many construction walls and you're kind of funneled into the left or to the right. So you're either going into the land uh, and the seas or you're headed over towards Test Track and you have to pick a path. So it gets a little tight there. But the World Showcase in general uh, was very well open except for Frozen. The Frozen Ever After line extended all the way out of Norway and looped through China. But, you know, once again, did that's you need to you're...
1: bring your passport to go back and forth.
0: We we did not. They uh, oh. there was no there was no check at the border. OK, um, you know, they did maintain that six foot social distancing, which is why the line was so long. And, and other than that, you know, Mexico actually had a line that extended back into the uh, if you ever been to Mexico, there's that area where Donald takes pictures with people, kind of in that little alleyway. The line to get into the pavilion extended down into and around that alleyway. But it was nowhere near the size of the line for Frozen. That was one of the few lines when we were there that was estimated to be an 80-minute wait. And it was an 80-minute wait. You know, most, most of the lines, if it said 40 minutes, you were maybe 20, 25. But that line definitely stayed at, uh, at, at what it was
1: advertised as. So Epcot, and when you were there, the food booths were there, right? They were. Were they open or was it not really open yet? Most most
0: of them were open, yeah. It was the Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Holidays presented by Advent Health.
1: Technically, I don't think that festival started until after Thanksgiving.
0: Right. And we uh, were there the 5th of December, so that, they, they had been right. running for about a week.
1: That's right. Okay. Prior to coronavirus, it was hard to find a time in Epcot where there was not a festival, which was like, you know, commonly referred to as Diet Epcot. Usually it was during the summer. And they would usually, from what I remember, take away most of the food boots. So you got to experience Epcot walkways in its original glory, which are massive. And they can hold a lot of people. Now throw in food boots and then the six feet of distance for people waiting on the lines for food boots, it can still kind of shrink it, but there's still so much walkway there that you could space people out for sure, which is nice.
0: Yep, and they've they've added additional tables now. Some of them are, are you know, standing tables. Some of them are sitting tables, but you don't see as many people having to eat on garbage cans. Um, yeah. So I, I think if any good comes out of the corona pandemic, you know, it's that they've added additional tables in Epcot.
1: Did you see... Any of the projection shows on the castle, on Tree of Life, on Tower of Terror.
0: I did. We saw the projections in the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. We unfortunately did not see the projections in Hollywood Studios. You know, projections are amazing. I I, I think it is one of the uh, better inventions uh, to come out of Imagineering in the past, you know, six or seven years. I hope that the projections replace the icicle lights on the castle. You know, if those never come back, I will be happy.
1: (gasps) I think I think somebody's little Walt just died somewhere out there. somewhere. Not mine. My little Walt is jumping for joy.
0: (laughs) Uh, and, and, And only because, you know, they they keep those cranes out of out of the park for. You know, it takes two months to put them up. You've got a crane in, in your, your vision, you know, in all your pictures from like September through November because they're putting up the icicles. And then they're, you know, the cranes are back from January to March because they're taking the icicles down. So um, you know, if, like I said, if they keep them off, it'll it'll be nice. It is nice because the, the projections are they're not static because they do change, but it's not the show that, that we're used to. They're they're not geared towards people gathering in the hub. Uh, or gathering in the oasis, you know, to, to watch uh, the projection show. It's just it happens, uh, and it, and it happens kind of randomly. You know, there's there's more of a show with the Tree of Life, but the castle, it, you just oh look, they've just changed. It's now a gingerbread house. Oh, you know, ten minutes later, oh, you know, they just put a new picture up. So you know, you're not going to stand around and wait for all four or five, you know, projections to change. You're just going to catch it as you're walking by. Uh, It's a little different story with the tree of life uh, because there is more of a story there and it is a fluid projection, uh, you know, a constant projection. Um, But even even that, you know, we were walking around uh, going from Asia over to we went from Dinoland through Asia, headed over towards Harambe, And we watched the show as we were walking, you know, Uh, and even though the show was on. Uh, there were not as many crowds along the walkway watching the projection. You know, people, I think, were, were still uh, respecting the social distancing. Also, it was towards the end of the day, and the park was getting ready to close. So, uh, you know, there there may have been less of a crowd because of the time of day that it was.
1: Yeah, and you went a good week that first week of December. I've gone that week, and it's a good week. Regardless of what's going on with the world, Thanksgiving has ended kids are still in school until the end of december and generally parents don't want to take kids out of school because they were just out for thanksgiving break right and they're going to be out at the end of the year for you know christmas break so it's a good week to go it's the same idea with september the two weeks of the S- september kids have just started school you don't want to take kids now out of school when they just started so it's a good week to go regardless I mean, it's even better because it was at limited capacity and, you know, just people aren't traveling in general right now. So it it helps with crowd levels
0: for sure. It does. And I will say, you know, we were there the first weekend in December, the 5th and 6th. The 12th and 13th, one week later, uh, I believe all four parks reached capacity. There were no park passes available. You know, one week later, you're talking about, you know, maxing out at this limited capacity that they have.
1: I have not seen the the current projections on the castle because I have not been there, but I have seen them working on at the Halloween party and as well as the happily ever after. So I've seen them working and I'm sure they can somewhat replicate the icicle lights on the castle using projections. I just, I don't see why they can't do a similar look to that. It just, from the pictures and the videos that I see, it looks like it's crystal clear. So I don't see why they can't just do that going forward agreed and this way you don't have to use a crane because the crane is no offense it's annoying no offense to crane operators and the rental company they rent it from united rentals or whatever it is but i wanted to ask you were able to rise of resistance for the first time finally and so i want to ask how that was i want to ask how you were you built a lightsaber and then i want to ask closing up was there any rides that you had been on in the past that were diminished the experience because of coronavirus, whether something was missing, there was something that wasn't happening, you know, maybe there was a a piece of plexiglass in your view, something like that.
0: All right. Uh, So where do you want me to start? Rise of the Resistance? Yeah, yeah, start there. Uh, Amazing. Obviously, my new favorite Disney ride could be my favorite ride in all of Orlando right now. Glad I got to go on it had no problem getting a a park um, sorry a boarding pass at 7 a.m uh, we had four of us trying you know we had been reading various philosophies and strategies on how to do it you know stay on the Wi-fi don't stay on the Wi-fi you know use a world clock don't refresh do it right at seven all four of us trying to do it we managed to grab passes for eight because the friends that we ate dinner with the other night they were going to the park the same day we were so we ended up uh there were actually eight of us trying for the the boarding passes, and uh, Lily managed to grab boarding group 39, I think.
1: Of course. It's and, always the kids that can do it right. faster.
0: You know, we had to wait probably, I don't know, I think till about 12, 1230 uh, when we got the call that our, our boarding group was loading. We did board this. They are. Uh, they did put the plexiglass dividers on Rise of the Resistance, and having not ridden it before, I don't know what the experience would be without the plexiglass divider. I, I'm not sure that it necessarily takes away I don't know what it's like without it, but I, I think anytime you've got something that was not designed originally to be on there, it's a little, you know, it, it's it's going to be different. Great ride, you know, kind of a little unbelievable that the Imperial forces are also experiencing a coronavirus in the middle of space. but Are, are, uh,
1: are they really? They are. Uh, Oh wow! So it's so it's gone intergalactic, I guess.
0: Right. You would think that a medical droid would just be able to inoculate everybody like in uh, 20 minutes, but no, that doesn't happen. A a little tough to understand what they're saying sometimes. You know, voices get muffled. You know, so it's a little tough to understand what's going on. You know, when they're trying to shuttle you and shuffle you around in into the various parts of the ride. All in all, a great experience. Uh, the one downside is I guess normally there's two cars out at one time, two trackless ride vehicles. So you're kind of going in sync with that second vehicle. There was no second vehicle. It was just our vehicle out there. Interesting. So it, it, it was so good. It was great. The drop was awesome. I was, I was blown away. Uh, it was definitely well worth the wait and I can't wait to do it again. I did lights. I did, uh, and I didn't have a reservation. I tried to get one before we went down there. Uh, there were none available. So about 2 o'clock, um, so while we were all in line for Smuggler's Run, I said, let me run down to Savvy's Workshop, uh, and I asked if there was a wait list. Uh, they put me on uh, a wait list. They took my cell number, and uh, they told me that if they had an opening, they would uh, page me, and I happened to get the page about 6.30. park was closing at 7 that night, uh, so I just made it in and was able to build uh, a, a custom lightsaber, which uh, which was a fun experience. That's have, good. Yeah, have you done it yet?
1: No, I have not. I have not been inside there. The, who went, did somebody go with you? Lily inside. came
0: with me. Lily recorded it. You're allowed one watcher and one builder.
1: Right now, I, I really don't. No offense. I don't need one. It's a, it's a lot of money. And at right now, I don't think I need one. But as time goes on and I get the FOMO, I'm going to probably want one. I really do want to see the experience, and so I do need to try to. If I'm not going to build one myself, I need to at least try to find somebody that is building one and will let me tag along, because I really right. would love to just I watch it, because it's a whole show that they. It is that they put on.
0: It is. It's a it's a very good show. It's uh, it's it's the fastest $200 I've ever spent outside <laughs> of a outside of a casino.
1: <laughs> uh yeah I guess so yeah how about that Tony is there any ride experience that you thought was you know lacking diminished not the full experience because of coronavirus
0: uh, the safari vehicles have a flexible plastic divider uh, set up between the seats uh, so it's almost kind of like uh, I don't know like like what you would put on a baby stroller you know it, it's it's not a it's not a hard plexiglass it, it's more just a plastic with a canvas frame around it uh, so they have that up on all of the uh, between all of the seats, so that they can fully ride the fully load the ride vehicles. That was a little tough. We happened to be put in the back row, uh, which we had a great field of vision, so uh, we weren't looking through that too much. I think if you're in the middle of the
1: vehicle, uh, it's a little tougher because you can't look behind you. You know, I think the back row is the best on that ride, regardless, because you can turn around and see what's behind you. As they're describing what's coming up on either side, you just wait for it to come to you, and then you'll have more time to see it. Definitely, I think the front is the worst because you're looking through the windshield, and that's all obscured. Yeah. And then you only see what's on your one side. So either It side. is
0: a it is a very bumpy ride in back though. It's like the kids who have to rush to the back of the school bus because they like the uh, the seats back there. Uh, okay. So that that was a little bit rough. Since we have come back they have noted that they are now loading slinky dog all rows they are loading rock and roller coaster all rows when we were there if you were a party of 2 you had an entire ride vehicle to yourself they did not load the row in front of you you know it's it's you, you can't put plexiglass on a roller coaster you know it's going to screw up the aerodynamics
1: i saw that i wonder why they thought of just changing that policy now just loading everything
0: Right so so you know when we were there we did ride the roller coasters we felt very secure. they did leave the buffer. you know if it was the four of us we got our own car. If it was two of us, there was a row empty in front of us. That seems to not be the case uh, with certain attractions now, you know, a week and a half later. No idea why Disney has changed that policy, but uh, it's good to know that they they are changing the policy if you're planning on going down.
1: I'm trying to think of any other. I, I know like Millennium Falcon Smug was run. They, I don't think they've been holding you in the pre-show room where the Hondo AA figure is. You're kind of like walking through that. Are they still doing that?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a continual walk. I mean, we we were there long enough that we saw Hondo go through you know one or two spiel's. So we, you know we weren't there okay. for 20 minutes. We weren't there for gotcha. 20 minutes, but we we weren't just shuffled through like we were at Haunted Mansion where they're not doing the stretching room. It's, you know, it's a continual walkthrough, you know, because that's an omni mover ride. So they're just they're walking everybody through socially distanced right to the uh, doom buggies.
1: So did everybody have a good time?
0: We did. We did. It, it was a it was a very good time, uh, social distancing or not. Uh, it was just it was good to be back in the parks to hear the sights, you know, uh, actually not hear the sights, see the sights, hear the sounds. <laughs> And smell smell the popcorn, you know.
1: Well, that's good because you know we all love Disney World. Disney World at Christmas time is X times better because of you know the extra things that they throw in there. You know, regardless of the situation we're in right now, you know, I'm glad you guys were had a good time, and it seems like you guys are doing okay afterwards. So that's good too.
0: Yes, we have all tested negative. Uh, we're all all asymptomatic, but we decided to test just uh, on, to err on the side of uh, caution. Oh, that's good. That's good. So I hope you've uh, enjoyed this one-on-one Adam interview and uh, hopefully there are many more in the future. As a reminder, the Mouse and More podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Check out their website at mainstreetandmoretravel.com and have Chris and her team set your family up with a vacation of a lifetime. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of my co-host Adam, this is Tony and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, Adam. Good night, Tony. Merry Christmas everybody. Happy holidays.